It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. But uh, real quick, we're going to bring okay, in Jake Crawford. What? That, that just, just goes to show you how garbage what? coaches is at that level. Yeah, yeah we, and we yeah. tried throwing the ball. It made no sense. But uh, And they were on the – they're, they're three or four years older than me. Don't Moreno had like one good year in the NFL, With the ball, with two first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, our 12 o'clock lunch hour, as always, is sponsored by Call It Gracing. Call It Gracing, your Northeast Ohio NASCAR <laughs> team. And, guys, it's it's sunny and nice here, but it's not as nice as what oh, no. we got Jay's dealing with in Arizona right there now. There he is. On the field, <laughs> he in his element. Look Shane. at you, Jay. Shades on. Woohoo, man. Yeah, listen, Tyvis, they're asking about you. Oh, they, I'm they, listening. Put in a good word. Tell them I'm available. If they need me to go up against somebody, tell them that you are available. Throw me that slider, and I'm going to send it across the, the fence. And then tell them, tell them that, you know what, just write my contract up and then send it to my agent. And if it's good, I'll yeah. sign. He's uh, Jay, he's ready to platoon with Miles Straw out in center field. Just saying. So get get him signed up. Yeah. Uh, how are things out in Goodyear right now? Beautiful. It looks amazing well, out there. It's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous weather. It's uh, it's a clear, sunny day. I'm guessing the temperature's probably already in the 70s. Uh, it might be a little warmer. I know by game time, it'll definitely be uh, in the high 70s, low 80s. I, I got to tell you guys, um, I've been to Indian slash Guardian spring training probably six or seven times in total, even going back to the 90s when they were in Winter Haven and I was working in Columbus. But this, this year is different. Even I came here in 17 after they had the crazy run in 16 and lost in the World Series. And I will say there were obviously higher expectations for this team over the long haul in 17. But the feeling that I'm picking up already from day one is this team is now no longer where they were last year, where they were hoping to be successful they're, they have high expectations, and they were, and this is what really my takeaway from the time that I've spent around the guys already, they were crushed at the way things ended last year. They weren't, hey, you know, what a great run. We were happy to be here. They were devastated, and they've carried that into this year in how they've worked in the offseason, the preparations that they've been going through to get ready for this season. And I, 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 I will talk to a bunch of players throughout my time here, but I had a chance to sit down with Mike Chernoff for about a half hour. And my big takeaway from my conversation with him is they feel that they're very well positioned. They knew what their needs were coming into the offseason. They addressed at least two of those needs. And, Bull, it was interesting because Mike, like you, believes that Josh Bell has another, has another level that he yeah. can get to which was part of the reason they went out and did this deal. So, I mean, it's it's filled with optimism. Where last year, I think it was kind of unrealistic hope. This year, it's it's a manageable expectation 
that they're going to be one of the best teams in the game. You mentioned you talked to Mike Chernoff, the, the Guardians GM, who's been here a long time, obviously, now. Uh, did you get the sense from him, or if you asked him directly, did he answer, that there is some payroll flexibility for the trade deadline if they need a pitcher or something? Yeah, so here's what I can tell you, because you know they're noncommittal on that kind of stuff. Sure. They're never going right. to talk about future moves. But I, I think what fans can ha- feel safe in in – in this takeaway, if there is a move that needs to be made as we're approaching the trade deadline, this team is really well positioned to go out and make that move. You yeah. know, Bull, and we've talked about it at length on this program, that this organization is loaded with young talent. And at some point, they're going to have to make the decision to keep or to, to move on. Right. And th- they're, they're well positioned to do that because – this is the first year in a while where there hasn't been a big hole in the lineup. Last year, we didn't know who the corner outfielders were going to be. Last year, the whole outfield was a question mark, if you remember. That's true. And then Quan emerged. And, you know, I, I know that they were solid at center field, but, you know, they didn't know how the corner pieces were going to go. And you get Gonzalez and Quan. So this year is so much different in that yeah. it's, not an, it's not an opportunity for all the young kids in the organization to get all this playing time because, like, the everyday lineup for this team – is set and you strengthen yourself dramatically by going out and filling the holes at first base and catcher. Those were the two glaring weaknesses. And I think Mike feels very comfortable in the guys that he's brought over. And I can tell you that although he didn't answer it directly, I can tell you that if there's a move to be made around the deadline that will be a difference maker for this club, uh, they're not afraid to make a move and they're well positioned to do it. You know, uh, Jay, let me ask you this, man. We talk about all the time. Um, last year, we wanted the Cavs to get that type of uh, that that type of experience in the playoffs, and and so when you did, they did get that experience in the playoffs. Um, you know, they were actually the Cavs didn't, but the Guardians did. Um, have you seen guys like Quan and Gonzalez and some of the younger guys? Have you seen a little bit of different pep in their step? A little bit. You know, not, now that, that to look like, oh, I'm here. I, I've got that experience under my belt. We won a series. And do you think they just look more solidified in, in feeling like they belong at that major league level? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, G, that there's just – I got here last night, so I didn't get to see any of the workouts yesterday. I've been here just a short time today where I actually wasn't doing interviews. But just in observing guys at the cage, guys taking infield, they're going through workouts before their exhibition, their spring training game later this afternoon. But it's funny because it's, it's, it's not just one person. It's just the feel here. It's just generally upbeat and optimistic. Where I, I mentioned last year from a distance, because I wasn't here last year for spring training, but just kind of as they broke spring training and came north, the feeling that I got was they were going into the season saying, well, let's see what happens. You know, we've got a lot of pieces that we like. We've got a lot of question marks. So let's see what happens. That's what, yeah, I'd say 10 to 12 Major League Baseball teams are in that space every year. It's not like that here this year. Everybody is moving with a different confidence. Everyone, I think, is building off of the success that they had last year. And they're coming into this year with real expectations. Last year, their expectations were quiet. They were discussed internally within the team. And as that amazingly surprising run continued, we kept hearing Tito and some of the other guys involved say, look, we're, we're not shocked by this. We kind of expected this to happen. 
we may be a little ahead of schedule, but we knew that this team had a lot of parts. Where this year, uh, if they don't win 90 and win the division, it's going to be a I, in my view, it's going to be a major setback and disappointment for these guys because they're coming here to Goodyear this year with the intention that they can win this division. And they know that Chicago's upgraded. Minnesota is always a question mark. And we know that they're not going to have as many games in the division, which means probably fewer wins that you can rack up against the Kansas Cities and Detroits of the world. But I think they're wildly optimistic about what they can accomplish. And I don't want to say it's central or bust. Um, because we never know how a season's going to play out. We don't know, how, is the bullpen going to have the ridiculous success from last year, this year? That, that's an unknown. Will some of these kids take a step back? Possibly. But one of the things that I wanted to tell you guys about was in talking to, to Mike Chernoff and, and talking about that sort of sophomore slump that we know all guys go through and how they're guarding against that, I, I asked him, what was it with Oscar Mercado? Like, this was a kid that proved he could do it. And he said, you know, the game is a game of adjustments. And you have to be able to make the adjustment to the adjustment that the game makes to you. And that is very difficult, guys. And it has weeded out hundreds of guys through the last decade. Guys that had initial success, but then couldn't show plate discipline or went back to bad habits. And he said in the case of Oscar, and this young players and golfers will understand this. When you make a swing change there's often a time of regression before you see ascension. And that happened with Oscar. He, he had hit sort of a plateau in his career. They made some adjustments. They made some tweaks. He really adjusted well to those and took to those and had great success. But once the game adjusted to what he was doing now, it was incumbent upon him to trust all of the changes that he made, that they were going to get him through that slump. And he wanted to regress to his old habits. He, and that's totally understandable. A player will oftentimes revert to what they did that got them here. And so that's going to be the mental gymnastics that guys like Stephen Kwan, who I don't think is going to struggle with this at all, but Oscar, uh, excuse me, Oscar Gonzalez and some of these other young guys that had great success last year, they're going to hit spells where it's a little difficult. The game becomes more difficult. It's how they get through that stretch. And can they have the discipline to, to rely on the habits that they've built that got them there in the first place? I got I got two things. One is a question and the second is a statement. So the first one is out of okay. all the young guys that's there, who do you trust the most to be able to take that next step and ultimately turn into an all-star? That's first. And secondly, if you turn around, you see what they're doing behind you? I can do that yeah. better than anybody out there right now, <laughs> and I haven't played the game in a long time. I'm just telling you. Just tell him, Jay. Tell him you know a guy. Just tell him. <laughs> I, I I will. Um, they actually asked if we had any tape on you, and I you, said we just we've got a little bit from a, a softball game, what? but it, it just kind of shows the basics that you're working with. They didn't get and my they best really swing. McNuggets did get. Oh yeah, that's there. That's there. My, I oh, tell yeah. them about center field. I'll be the best center field we've ever Although seen word in on the, the garden. Is you don't have great hips. hips don't straight. listen. Listen, y'all, y'all gonna cut those. You know what they did? <laughs> they got your NFL scouting report, and they said decent speed but tight hips. Yeah, and tight it's hips. I'll, listen, to Jay, I'll, I'll, I'll have you know that I put some WD forty on them this past week. <laughs> They in tip top shape. He was at he was at that Ohio State cruise day. He said his hips, he said his, hips has opened up now. <laughs> 
Oh, Tyvis, don't ever change, my friend. Don't ever change. Um, to your first question, um, it's really interesting. Bull and I have talked about this um, off the air, and we've talked about it collectively as a group on the air about the guys that we think are, are well-positioned to capitalize on that success from last year. And I got to tell you, after talking with, with Mike Chernoff, um, they know that that's always a possibility, and they've seen it happen with guys in the past, including Oscar, Oscar Mercado, and there have been others. But I, I do think because the Guardians is an organization, the more time I spend around them, the more impressed I am. Nothing in this organization happens by accident. They're both... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Analytic, they're looking deeply into trends in the game. One of the things that Mike Chernoff told me that just really drives home the fact that they're always thinking ahead. He said they're already anticipating ways that teams will try to turn the Guardians' advantage on the base paths into a disadvantage. Mm. So th that's that's called playing chess while everybody else might be playing checkers. So they're thinking of ways to stop what the Guardians do, and the Guardians are already thinking of what they're going to do, and they're thinking about the changes they're going to make, make to make sure that those changes aren't effective. And it just really drives home... Um, how deep things are discussed at this level and particularly within this organization. I, I've said this before. I know it's going to sound like I'm a homer. I've been around a lot of major league baseball organizations. I think I get a pretty good idea. I have a good idea of how they work and what is successful. I cannot stress enough how fortunate this organization is to have the pieces in place in Antonetti and Chernoff at the at, at the top of the food chain from a just from a mental brain power standpoint uh I, I feel like it's our cheat code and we're extremely fortunate to have kept these guys hopefully we can continue to keep them together and there's upside to, to doing it this way imagine guys it, not, i'm not saying anyone can do it but it's so much easier to do what they're doing if you've got an unlimited checkbook do it with the restraints of the spending that this organization has, being a smaller market and not being able to write $35 million checks every time they want. Um, if you can win here under these guidelines, um, you can do it anywhere. And so it means more if they can win here. So all these guys have been pushing the boulder up the mountain. The sense that I get in talking to Mike, and I haven't talked about this with Chris, but I imagine it's a similar thing. You don't want to walk away from that boulder when it's close to the top. You want to push it over the top. And if they win here, they're like kind of Theo Epstein status. I mean, I know Epstein did it with the Red Sox and the Cubs, but what they're doing here, guys, is nothing short of amazing. And uh, that's not lip service. That's just being as objective as I possibly can. This front office is not just the best 
one of the best in baseball. I feel they're one of the best in all of professional sports. Jay, good stuff, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have fun out there. Put it. Yeah, um, Ty, I'll let you know when your tryout is. Okay. Um, Tell him I don't need I'm to working sh- out. I'm, I'm throwing. So I'm ready for our showdown whenever you're ready to sit down. <laughs> you really want to let you, me know. Wait a minute. You really want to feel that pain to watch a 29 year old guy just take you smooth over the fence. That's the after. I mean, you talking about I've, putting your I, best pitch out there and, and it just pew, gone. I've built my amateur career. Chewing guys like you up and spitting them out. You know what? I, it's gonna be the best bat flip I ever do in my life. <laughs> see you, Jay. We'll see Wait you. till Bye, I Jay. strike you out. I'm putting my glove off and yeah. walking off the mound. Take care, Jay. Uh, I'll see Thank you guys Jay. tomorrow. That's that. I, I feel like next guys. year we should go. Like it would be awesome if next year we could do a week of the show in spring training in Arizona. That'd be dope. And do that, like I would, you know, bull. Who you got your money on? Uh, no offense, Tyvis. That's uh, no, she, don't Jay. say it. Don't say it. Don't say the it. Guy still say pitches you know all what? The time. You know you don't what? Play baseball. I thrive <laughs> off of people like you. <laughs> people that say if you were, ain't if no it way was football, oh, I'd be with you. I'm gonna sit back there. You still own uh, that, you, I'm a crowd to play. Hey, listen. Boo. We, Tyvis still got. Tyvis still, still got to get that work from that one kid. Man, stop bringing that kid up, man. We supposed to do one on one. I'm listening. I'm out here. I'm looking for the The kid that works at Channel Eight now. Yeah, yeah. Jake Mooney. Who's Jake Mooney? He burned (laughs) Tyvis in high school. (laughs) In high school, two touchdowns. Oh, that guy. That's right. I I don't like the way you phrased that. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, Mikey. What's up with Calling Racing right now? What's going on? Yeah, well, Calling Racing, as we all know, is the sponsor of the 12 o'clock hour. It is also the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. And during that interview, as Anthony and Earl pointed out to me, is what the internet was saying, and that's always brought to us by PCC Airfoils. Yes, if you're looking for a job with career advancement <laughs> and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake Men or Wickliffe Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Uh, what do you guys think of Jay's sunglasses in that hit, by the way? The, uh, the chat was going off. Very, very top. Well, he's outside. <laughs> he's I mean, well, so, all right, so listen. I looked at him, they, too. That's funny. The, usually, generally speaking, <laughs> yeah. generally speaking, they're about to get him because it's, it's all, he, he had the one. They look like the, the, the Brick the Hitman hearts. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, those are cool. I love those. Them Brick the Hitman they hearts. They do look like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> them, them heart foundation glass. Oh, and heart. Jimmy the Anvil Nighthawk. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a dope man. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with you with Jay sunglasses. You got a, you guys got a problem with the sunglasses? Nah, I got a problem with him. Tomorrow he coming with the aviators. Yeah, he will come with the aviators tomorrow. That's funny though, because the I chat the chat was pretty up. funny. Oh, yeah. read some of the comments. I, I, well, yeah, where, where the comments at? What do we got? I don't really want to roast Jay as much as they. I don't have any specific pulled up right now, but they said he looks like he wears socks with sandals in that outfit. And I couldn't stop laughing at it. <laughs> oh man! I saw a couple of Macho Man ones going. Speaking nah, of, he got of the, socks with sandals. Kevin Stefanski doesn't wear socks with sandals. No, especially after how he portrayed himself in an interview with part of my take yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to play one more clip. We got three clips to play in this segment. Yeah. I'll play one. We'll react. We'll play another. We'll react. Yeah, yeah. So Steve good, played good, the good. first one. This is on Stefanski's offensive philosophy. Again, before you play this, like Kevin Stefanski, you mentioned briefly, but he was on the Pardon My Take podcast. He was very loose as we played a clip right in the beginning. Awesome. 
We've almost never seen Kevin Stefanski lose. We are really anxious to get him in studio on the show. I think that's got to be our one of our biggest goals. White whale. Right? For this, especially. What do you mean that's a white whale? He, he's supposed to be in here. I, I think the biggest, I, I think maybe the best chance for that is during like mini camps and, yeah. you know, that time of the year. Like, we really got to push for that. So we got to get him and I mean, get the, him in a loose situation. I mean, we the biggest show, could be the biggest Cleveland show on the internet. We're the yeah, only show that keeps it real in the entire. We're the, entire the biggest North show on the internet. Style. Part of my take, G, is about seven million times bigger than we are right now. So we got to get to that I level. Mean, what kind but. of thing is that to say? We'll get there one day. They do. Yeah, their numbers are stupid. But this was a great, great interview. Great producer. But they ain't in Cleveland. <laughs> great producer. Play the clip, Very Steve. insulting. Go away. With Deshaun this year and your running attack, are you going to let it fly or are you going to run the ball? Can we do both? No, no. you got to pick one or the other. Yeah, I think offensive football, we want to do both. Uh, we, we, want, we want to You got to either let it fly or run the ball. Minus grade. Uh, I'll let it fly and then run the ball. Okay. Does that work? Oh. Um, in one game and then flip it the next That's game. a little interesting. You're not going to establish the run first. That's a fallacy. You don't have to establish a run to throw it. Okay. Well, what about this? How about if you let that thing fly and then you run the damn ball? Balls. How about That's if good. I put that on the call sheet? Okay. okay I like I that. Like that. I, like I like both that. those things. Like What's that. your prediction? Everyone's giving us a prediction this year. Your prediction for the Browns. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> literally everyone. Um, can, can we go undefeated? Is that yeah. your yeah. prediction? Yes. That's what you should aim I to. mean, you try to win every game. So Yeah. Okay. They're not better than us. I'm sorry. They're not. They're just not. <laughs> I'm not saying they're better than that's us. That's what they have not. a much bigger following. Wait a minute. The I was looking time. for something riveting. I was, looking, I was looking for something big. Like, I'm like, this, they about to say something groundbreaking. You ain't even focusing. You're, you're not, not even, getting real dialogue How about some loyalty analysis? to your show? Bro. You're not even focusing on Kevin right Stefanski. Yeah. He's looking at what they do. Now, <laughs> Tyvis, you got a problem with what he said. There. Yeah, I do. What's your problem with that? Because he... The way he phrased it was yes. that he making it seem like nowadays in a game of football, you could just you don't have to establish the run, you could just pass. And I think that's not true. I think that's actually kind of false. I think for the Cleveland Browns, yes, that's true. You don't have to establish the run with the Cleveland Browns because you have Nick Chubb as running back. It's like the Titans. If I got Derrick Henry back there, of course, as a defender, I'm thinking to myself, if or a linebacker, if he even gets play action, I'm gonna have to step up to it because I have to get this guy before he gets going. But if it's, I don't know, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who yeah, don't really get the ball, when, why okay, would I step use, up? Well, let I me use your example. I'm not stepping up for that. Does Patrick Mahomes need Clyde Edwards-Hilaire no. to play well to be able to throw the ball no. well? No, but he needs that play action. Well, well I mean, he, he would, it would be easy. If you're a quarterback, you don't need the play action. Well, well let, let me ask yeah. you this, so, Tyvis. So then yeah. you say, now you're saying what we seen from Deshaun Watson last season, he no, don't need play no. action? You no. don't think Jacoby Brissett needed play action? No. Yeah, but I, I, I think the numbers have – I think what he's saying is they're looking at the numbers – and that teams bite at least for a millisecond on that play action, whether the running back's good or not. That's I think that's what he's trying to say. I think what he was trying to say is, I think nowadays it's flipped. I believe that you have to, if you want to run the ball, you have to throw the ball to run the ball. It's, mm. it's, 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 all, it's a numbers game. Like, all you got to do is be able to, as a defender, I can stop the run, right? People forget. Well, except for the Browns. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. That's a good one. Every other team can. The quarterback doesn't block anybody, right? So that's one guy off. The running back can't block for himself. That's another two. Right. So at, at, at the core, all you got to do is have enough people in the box, and your, and your force defender or your run defender is going to be unblocked. And if he's a good tackler, you will get tackled. 
Now, here's the thing. If you can if you can go out there, you can throw the football, you come out in a passing. I'm a big fan of doing this. Running the ball out of traditional passing formations. I can come out and four wide receivers. I can theoretically So, so you want to run the spread. Yes. Okay. That, well, well, that's that where, the truth. That's also is, where they're about to go. Isn't the isn't the play action more about the quarterback giving a good fake rather than who the running back is? No. I think they, 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 I, they go hand in hand. I finally but, have one yes. thing that Baker Mayfield is really good at. He was good at faking. He was. He good. had a good fake. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> does, he did. And, and, and by the way, Deshaun Watson met with um, met with uh, Kevin Stefanski last year when they when they went to you know pitch him on what they were going to do. Yeah. He said, "I was sitting there watching tape with Kevin Stefanski, and we were sitting there, and, G, and Jimmy uh, Haslam and D Haslam and Barry were over there, and he said we got a little bit of time just to talk about football." He said the one thing he coached me up on was he believes that I could carry out my play action fakes better. And he was like, wow, that's crazy. My high school coach used to tell me that all the time. He said, yes, um, when you carry out your fakes better, it, it freezes defensive ends. It freezes the linebackers. It does. And it gives you an extra set step to yeah. run the ball or to do what you need to do. Yep. And I was, I thought that was pretty great. I do believe that you, you have to throw the ball to set it up. Um, I, I do believe that if you can run out a traditional shotgun formations with your running back and you're diligent with it. You can get run and pass off. However, the Browns haven't uh, haven't done that in the past and Nick Chubb actually struggles a little bit running the ball out of shotgun. Uh, well, he did last year. Yes. Now, you know, they haven't really run that type of offense with him. So they haven't, you know, we don't like we talk about other players having to adjust. We never think about a running back having to adjust, mm -hmm. but he's got to make an adjustment because maybe they should go to the pistol. I like the pistol too. Yeah, I mean, because there's still a downhill. If he's a downhill guy, I mean, that's essentially still downhill. He just catch it, turn around, hand it. Yeah, it's, it's still in the spread. Right, right, still that's true. They can run pistol. I mean, that, I think I, I do think their offense is going to be a lot different. I, I just I well, think they got no choice. It, it's going to be a lot more shotgun centric and you know for, to you know to his credit if they're going to be able to run that and they're going to be able to change it up. I just I just think they have to kick it in high gear. You can't the lot right. of a lot of stuff that they were doing um, where, where you got three or four tight ends. That's done. That, no. that, that's finished. That's no, done. No. Full the only time the I want to see more than one tight end is fourth and inches. And on the goal line. That's it. That's right. it. Otherwise, I don't want more than one tight end on the field. Yeah, yeah. That you know. You know, if the Browns had uh, had David Njoku and Travis Kelsey, fine. They don't. <laughs> they got one tight end. Hernandez and Gronkowski. Yeah. I was watching. Okay, I'm okay with that. Boy, boy, was they destroying people. I but was in the time machine on that one. A couple I, I days think, ago. but but for the guys, for them to be successful, if they want to be a pass first offense, which we'd like to see, because you have an elite quarterback or at least a guy. Who was a lead? Although Malcolm Jenkins did some interesting things. He did. He thinks we're kind of, he thinks that they people have maybe overhyped a little him in Houston. Oh no, he uh, Malcolm Jenkins thinks that uh, uh, Deshaun Watson's overrated. I, I listen. That's kind of what he said. He yeah. kind of was like, "Come on, bro." Yeah, I mean, he was balling in, in Houston, but he really wasn't doing nothing in Houston. Yeah, right. That's what he's saying. Uh, I, th I heard that. Players like him don't give a rat's ass with the BFF <laughs> grades. No, no. He's, he's like, "Were you winning?" Yeah. No. That's a great question. You weren't winning, <laughs> but. Obviously, the obvious one is Watson's got to play better. But, you know, so many people have come on this show and said defensive tackle, defensive tackle, linebacker. But you and I keep saying if the if this offense is going to be dynamic, <laughs> you've got to get more weapons in the passing game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, I think Cleveland, I think the Browns have been so far in the stone ages. Oh, my God. Yes. Like with the way offense runs. Yeah. 
they think that you got one receiver and they got 1,100 yards, and they're like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> guys, we got a receiver. You're like, that's one receiver. Then Donovan Peoples-Jones to some people, he's he is not. <laughs> He is not Jerry Rice. He, this is not what's it, for this not Taylor on the other side of Rice. Like this is this is not Harper on the other side of uh, Irving. No. Uh, you, like <laughs> like that's not the thing. And people overinflate all the time. And I'm like, you got a decent tight end. You got a nice little complimentary receiver. He's not doing too much. You got another. You got to get another. And I'm saying another one or two. So you so you in on the hop thing. Bro, I'm, in for I'm, I'm Brandon Cooks for me. <laughs> I, I will take I, I will take Hopkins. I will take Cooks. So if, so so okay, because I wasn't here for this. Did y'all yeah. talk about this? Yes. Yeah. See, I wasn't here for that one. So y'all y'all rather I rather Cooks as well. Yeah. But Hopkins, I wouldn't want to keep DPJ and Hop because I essentially think they like the same guy. I, I, my feeling on Hopkins is if the Browns traded for him, I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. Not at all. Not either. at all. You get the playmaker. Think Cooks makes more. It's a better fit. I yeah. agree. Because that's what you that we need He's the, the blaze guy. Yeah. I would l- listen. I'm 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 a mercenary at this point. You want it? Like, listen, I'm, listen. I'm 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 fast and the furious ten over here. Give me any. Uh, it, it, I want two wide receivers. Two. I want one proven guy like Cooks, and, and then gonna, give me one of these wide receivers who's like a wild card guy who has some talent. Oh, Paris Campbell. I like Some, him too. Whatever. Somebody like that, right? Like where oh, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah. Whereas maybe he's got some upside and at worst, he's a third, fourth option that's or, decent. Or he can get behind somebody two or right. three games and he may yeah. only have 300 yards, but he got three touchdowns right. on big plays. By, the, by but, the way, Paris Campbell, he fits the mold. He is, I think he like 26. He's still young. So. But if, if <laughs> David Njoku and Donovan Peoples-Jones are the second and third options in the passing game, not the Browns offense is not going to be done. <laughs> not, not, now, not, if they're not, third and fourth, I can live with it. I'd like them to be fourth and fifth, honestly, <laughs> or at least third and fifth. That ain't That is not dynamic. No. Y'all, y'all, so y'all gave up on David Bell. Oh, he wasn't dynamic. When I'm he not came completely in. giving him you, up. So you get you wrote him off. He, I can't rely on him. He's a C, he's C minus speed. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So Thomas, you like him <laughs> wait down. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, because that's not fair to say. It's a lot. Wes Welker was a C minus speed. Oh, you got all these guys that's that throughout. Cole Beasley is a C minus speed. They got a leap change in direction. They had nice. Well, that's it, and that's what but, I say. I say he needs to get with Amari Cooper this offseason you know and completely find out how to run right. I'll worry about David Bell down the line. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not cutting him. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying to cut him. I'm not relying on him. He's a gunner. He's a gunner. He's going to be the guy. Watch. <laughs> this preseason, he going to be on preseason all the way. more clip, right? Gunner. We got one or two, depending on how all much right. time. But real Go quick, ahead. just want to remind everyone that the 12 o'clock lunch hour is sponsored by Collie Gracing. Yes, Collie Gracing, your Northeast Ohio NASCAR We want to get team. to this. Sorry. Finish that line. Go we ahead. Got, yeah, we got two clips. This next one is about Nick Chubb. And we want to get to we our love, new game. So. We have a new game, too. Yeah. We love Nick Chubb. The fans love Nick Chubb. Yes. Kevin Stefanski. Loves Nick Chubb. Play it, Steve. Are you open to putting on your play sheet next year? Just as a reminder, how Matt Nagy has BU, uh, you should just have run the damn ball. I I hear, yeah, that's definitely something that I'll hear. uh, You Uh know, it's a a refrain of our fans oftentimes. I'm like, score points. I want to write that on on the call sheet. That works too. Any which way you can. What about this for analytics? Teams that run the ball more win at a higher rate in the NFL than teams that run the ball less. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah, is that the whole causation versus? Yeah, it is, but it's it's also (laughs) true. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, some I remember somebody once said IBD they're like guy, uh, yeah. they're smart. they said yeah. when Nick Chubb rushes the ball this many times you win. I'm like, we should start the game with 24 straight Nick rushes. And yes. Yes. See what happens. Yes. Um, we may be down by a couple scores, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. I always when I I watch the the Mike Dups with Chubb, he doesn't really say anything. He's just like breathing hard and then occasionally be like, yeah, after like a good play. <laughs> Is he more talkative than that around you around people that that he knows he's definitely more talkative when he's comfortable uh nick is a unique person i mean he's he's a man of few words and i, I always tell people like he's not low maintenance he's no maintenance he, he shows up he doesn't wear gloves you know he kind of is always what he's wearing supposed to wear out of practice uh he's in stretch lines like whatever you ask him to do he's just going to do it uh but he, he's got a personality off the field i just don't think he lets that uh, lets people in uh, very easily mm -hmm. so you need have you ever given the speech like if we had 53 nick chubbs yes be, yeah yes i get around town i always get nick chubbs my favorite <laughs> player i'm like mine too yeah you know yeah. what bro? before yeah. we go i'm with g bush and there's no way that they're better than us no I see. It, I didn't though. say they were you better than us. They're just bigger than us. I, 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 I see it too. Like I, I don't. I swear we better than that. WKYC. <laughs> They've been around a while. We've been around not even a year. They, they yet. just had their seven-year anniversary. We yeah. need that budget. Give me the, we need the big time <laughs> we're budget. Still, we're still two months from our we gotta, anniversary. Yeah, we yeah. gonna get that first. Listen, we are gonna catch y'all in year three. We gotta have a big. By the way, for the first anniversary, we gotta have a big show. Yeah, we do. We will. What day of the week is that? May 9th. I don't know what day of the week. No, I know it's May 9th. Be a Wednesday. Be a Wednesday. Be a Wednesday. I will say it's a Tuesday. Dang, I'm coming in anyway. I'm coming in and unannounced. You owe me too. You will pay me for that day. Oh, uh, by the way, Big Nuggets, yeah. I'm gonna tell you about what he, you know. It is a crazy thing, man. No, this is this is this is just off the record. Hey, man, Stefanski, you could be out here winning, man. Stefanski, if he get a little personality, <laughs> man, he getting everything in the bars. Like he, you see his little lined up beard. I'm yeah. like, oh man, got the salt and pepper joint going. I've seen him around Rocky. River. I said, oh, oh, he ain't got. He's getting. Nah. Listen, he's getting all. Listen, I don't know. I don't. You, you have a happy home with three little yeah. small children. But I'm telling you, <laughs> you could be winning. The only time what I saw him around Rocky River was at his uh, daughter's uh, basketball game. He like gave a shout out to the Irish barber in Rocky yeah, River during I the did. interview too. He did. Do we have one more clip? Is that the Irish barber, or, is it, or should we uh, blow no, it up? No, but Steve, if you pull up, gee, this is something you've hit on before. Oh. Pull up. Uh, By the way, real quick, I love that Stefanski made fun of the stat that always bothered me. He does. About he, the carry. He should do that all the time. Look, I like him even more. I don't even want him fired today. See? Geez, fall in love with Stefanski. I don't even want him fired again. today. Just bro. today. What about Just today. That, that tomorrow. You might be something so. different. You might be talking to me every day. Yeah. So we got two more quick ones. The game's not going to take super long. But, yeah. gee, this is why what we do is different than Cleveland media in general and most media. Now, he sat down for 40 minutes with part of my take and did this interview. You can ask some silly questions, have some fun with the guy in that yeah. setting. You can't ask that at a press conference yeah, after the game. Yeah. You can't ask him about getting his haircut in Rocky River after they just lost to the Jets in week two. So it's a yeah. very Oh, different. that's a dope question. That See, he don't even got to take us that serious. Like, we just commentators. I'm never going to ask you no questions. Well, G, I gonna, am. G, you're going to love this next <laughs> one then. Steve, play this next clip. This is about the COVID. So are you, are you superstitious at all? Uh, not really. No, I don't think so. Okay, because that yeah. would explain for why you didn't sit out the second playoff game after you had COVID uh, against the Steelers. Because I would have sat that out if I were you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we gave you credit the, for that, by the way. Yeah. Are with, you? Did, did have you won a playoff game? <laughs> Technically, yes. Oh. Maybe no. Does that count? If I, I if I wasn't there, we gave count? you credit, and then a bunch of Steelers fans were like, "He wasn't even on the <laughs> sideline." <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I know this. That it was the most surreal. Now, it happened the next year, but it wasn't a playoff game. I missed the game. Uh, we were playing the Raiders at our place. But 
I can't describe to you how weird it was. Like, out-of-body type stuff where you're watching your football team play in a playoff game. That's you're crazy. in your basement. You're sick. Your family's upstairs. It was just the strangest you, time. Yeah. You actually had a quote after that that I love that you said that it was harder to watch the games than be 100%, in the games. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's we I know, get it. We know. No, I get it. You, I was pacing up and down. I have the call sheet in front of me, which I don't know why, and I'm trying <laughs> to figure out what they're calling next. And when you, that's why if you guys were on the sideline and you're calling plays, you have the power. Over, yeah. You can make decisions. So it's the nervous energy is not there when you're in the moment calling plays. I was so nervous going up and down. Just uh, it was incredible. Yeah, I like how they say we know, like they were coaching and but, now they're doing. Pressure. But like Malcolm Jenkins said, yeah. he said when you're playing, he said when you're watching your team and you're at home, yeah, and you're not. It's crazy. He said, it I, is how y'all do it. It is. It's definitely it's a tough it's being a, a total fan. difference. Now I love when the coaches always be like, we want to win as much as you do. No, you don't. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You you're don't. going to another team, and at some point, Jason Lloyd's house is on the line. You do not want <laughs> to win more than we want to win. <laughs> and by the way, on top of that. You can, uh, he's never giving up play calling. Did you see what he described? He said, man, listen, I usually we got the play call sheet. You could affect something. Yeah, but but if you don't, you just pace it up and down the stairs. Can you imagine Stefanski with no call sheet? Oh, man. Looking at Van Pelt talk about what we running on this no, play. They can forget no, about no. that. Oh, they forget about that. Yeah, he's <laughs> never giving that up. He's you, like, got one, you got one more clip, Mikey? We do. And gee, this is how the interview started. <laughs> can you imagine this being the first thing you ask somebody in an interview setting? especially a head coach of a professional football team. Steve, play it. We now welcome on very special guest. It is head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski. Thank you for coming on, Coach. Uh, do you want to do the hard question first or the easy question? Uh, hard one. All right, let's rip it off. All right, so we sometimes like to just be honest with our guests, things that we've said. <laughs> so I'm going to read a tweet to you uh, from December 26, 2022. Uh, it says Browns versus Saints was a battle a of who can fan, be the right? dumber piece of shit head coach. <laughs> Somehow Dennis Allen came to his senses before Stefanski. Thoughts? Fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, when you lose, everything's fair game. Uh, so fair. I'd agree. Well, there were two losers in that game. Do you remember? Do you remember how that played out? That yes. was the game. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. That was the game. Hope. <laughs> where I think everybody that was watching it was just screaming at the TV. No matter who you rooted for, run the damn ball. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you run the damn ball? It was hard in that game to run the damn ball. They uh, they knew that it was very hard to pass, so they were bringing safeties very close to that line of scrimmage. So you're thinking, all right, the wind's died down. We got the wind with us. Let's try this. Um, obviously, it didn't work. So then you work backwards. And you're like, okay, what could we have done differently? And, yes, running the damn ball in some situations would have helped in that game. I would love to see him do that with G. Bush. Listen, this is crazy. If he came in, he would do it with us. G We'd have a blast with him. G yeah. Bush, you, you you tell him what you said. Oh man, I'm he should be fired. I'm done with him right know, now. No, gonna, I would ask him. I would say, listen, coach. Obviously, you're sitting here with you. Got, you're honest as hell with us, bro. I, we appreciate this right here, man. But I did a clip of you in your press conferences in the post game after you lose, and you sound like Shermer, Mangini, Romeo Cornell. You sound like Chud Zinsky, and I'd run the greatest hits, and they would be like, he was like, yeah, you're right. Hey, guess what? I do have a video about that. They all sound the same. But listen, you got McNuggets. You got to you got to take into consideration here. Doesn't he come off a little more likable? A little, way more. I like, mean, infinitely yeah. more. Like I, I you didn't like him. You didn't like him before. Hell no. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I kind of liked him. I had, we had interviewed him, I him on the radio, and I, I had good interactions. But 
He was really good. He was He's really good. good with yeah. And oh. they did they did do a nice job with him. And it was a good interview and, and uh we'd love to have him on, but anyway. Now we've right. asked just for the people out there. We yeah. have made several requests to the Oh, he's coming on. Yeah, Zemanski. we'll get it. We'll get oh, it. he's coming on. All right, uh, memberships, Mikey. We've got to talk about memberships. We here. do have to talk about memberships because if you're not already <laughs> a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, you are missing out on some yeah. high quality content for a buck ninety nine a month, less than two dollars a month, less than twenty four for the entire year. You get loyalty badges, custom emojis, community posts on the members only tab. And that's the first tier. The second yeah. tier, the coaches tier, it is $4.99 a month. You get all those same starter tier perks, plus overtime videos, member shout-outs, discount codes for merch. You get to text with Jason Lloyd for select Cavs game. We're talking about Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and some of these other quarterback contracts in overtime today. Right. And as G. Bush always says, that's not all you can do. It's free. Hit that like button. Ooh. Hit that like button. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> By the way, if we get how many more we got to get before we get to uh, to the new G Bush emojis? I think it was 11 the other day, so I'm not sure what the exact number is. Hey, right stop now. playing. Give somebody. I need. I can, they won't even let me have access to the emoji. They, that is so, true. Somehow that's they very, copy, that's they, real. They, right they like stole it. I can't even use it in other platforms. I'm under a 360 deal, so I need y'all that's to go ahead. <laughs> I need y'all to go unlock ahead and unlock that so we can get that pop. Not a three-six. All right. Well, normally on Wednesdays, guys, we play true or false. But after we embarrassed ourselves last week and lost to Mikey McNuggets. That's sad. Y'all, that's from pathetic. From Anthony's terrible question. That's yes. pathetic. Uh, <laughs> now we're deciding to play a new game instead that the three of us know nothing about. It ain't the one we played yesterday? No. It no, is not keep game. cut trade. All right, you well, missed that start. game yesterday, Ty. Oh, no, no, we played with Tyvis um, in the production meeting. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was fun. Okay, go ahead. So in... My infinite wisdom to think of new ways to talk about stuff on the show. Yeah. I thought of a fun game. Hopefully it's fun. Okay. You have played Would You Rather before? Yes, Would you rather sure. this or that? So we're going to do that. Sports and life edition. Okay. Together. All Sports right. and life. I like that. Five questions. Are you ready right. for the first? Yes. yes. We are ready. Mm. Question number one. And individually answer. Okay. Would you rather the Browns win the Super Bowl or three years of world peace? Oh, oh my God. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this I, is very easy. Browns win the Browns Super Bowl. Win the, Super Bowl. Yeah. the peace is going to end in three. If you had said 50 years of world peace, I might go for it. I mean, let's three? I mean, the three years of world peace is overrated. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, it will be world peace in Cleveland. Yes, it will be. Will well, be peace in Cleveland. Run front. For at least a week. <laughs> you guys are all saying the Browns. Yes. yes. Well, we asked Jay before he went to Arizona. Let's see what Jay had to say. <laughs> Wow, that one's messed up, man. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Wow. Go ahead. Well, listen, I've, I've been without a Super Bowl for 57 years, but in none of my 57 years have we had world peace. So give me world peace for three years. I know what it's like to live without a Brown Super Bowl. Uh, well, listen, that's a well-educated hey, hey, answer. Hey, listen, that's a, that's, a, like that's a politically correct, that's a politically correct answer for hey, sure. He, 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 listen, he, you know, he's okay. He can uh, he can live in his house and uh, be <laughs> sequestered. He'd be fine. It, he's good. He's good. <laughs> Forget the world peace, bro. I'm I'm straight. Oh, I'm, let's my get that goodness. Super Bowl, bro. Where he where he stay at? Oh, uh, uh, Willy Wonka land. <laughs> his house was very nice. <laughs> bro, this dude got this dude got like like he got. <laughs> Go. He got I'm going. He got Oompa Loompa. The next yeah. event he said, I got to go. He got Narnia. He's going through a closet. Is he doing something for us? What's funny is. Say Patty Day. What's funny <laughs> is. Jay is a straight white Christian male, so yes. he's got it all. Right? He, yeah, ain't a, it, so he's got no, there's no discrimination for that. And, and there's like, always world here. Peace we got a this. Jew and two black guys. Like <laughs> we should want the world peace. We're, we're in the most danger. 
Hey, when Jay live, live, everything is good. Hey, they got, hey, it's been world peace over that way for weeks. Jay's <laughs> always got world peace. That's uh, a fact, no. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm like, it's, it's peaceful as hell. What's the next question, man? What's we, the problem? We, we, My life's good. <laughs> All right, Mike, number two. <laughs> we took bets before. Don't take it, Steve. We took yeah. bets before on what you guys would guess on these. Bull, I'm shocked you didn't take World Peace. Nah. If nah. you had told me 50 years, 100 years, the rest of the time, Three is like, then I would have said. That's only like 1,200 days or something. Bull just made probably the most valid point I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Us three should want World Peace. I mean, we need it. Our people need it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got Earl. You got Earl crying back here. Buddy. The Earl laugh is underrated, right? <laughs> it is. Can, how much can you guys hear Earl's laugh? Oh, I, oh it's loud. Up, I hear, hear it loud. Earl, like two <laughs> famous laughers in 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 the sports media in this in this area. Paul Hoynes of Cleveland.com and Tim May, who covers the Buckeyes. Those guys have world class laughs. But I Earl's mean, moving into that category. But on you know volume, Emmett Golden yeah. is at the top of the food chain. Emmett Emmett Golden got the crazy volume I can't on the laugh. Remember his laugh? I don't. Is that the guy who they say I sound like? No, that ain't him. That's no, not you him. don't sound like him. Tyvis has a good laugh, too. Tyvis you do kind of sound like a really good laugh. Yeah. Are uh, you guys ready for question yeah, was, number two? Number two. Good. I like that. Let's go. Here we go. Bull, this one's catered for you. Oh, boy. But everyone answers. Would you rather the Guardians actually trade a handful of their top prospects for a bona fide superstar or win all your bets during March Madness? No, the second one. <laughs> but you don't know that you're going to win them all until they actually hit. So you have to go through the stress of all of March not knowing. The second. What, what, I mean, if I'm if I'm betting, oh, I'm betting the house. So I got to take number two because then I can change my life. <laughs> yeah, you like if you he can he can he can put his kid through college twice. If yeah, he I mean, right. I I really want number one, but uh, I'm taking number two because yeah. then I could you know it's like uh, have you guys seen um, all the um, Back to the Future movies? Yes, but I but I have no, not. No. I have. They're so time travel you movies get me. Right, so right. go ahead. But remember, they're in like the I think it was the second one. Biff steals that encyclopedia. Yes. And he becomes rich because he yeah. bets on all these sports. Like that could be us. Yes. If we that knew could. the results. I, I'm gonna go ahead and take the uh, March Madness. Yeah. One. yeah. Even though I'm not a gambler, I might get divorced. Yeah. Like I think if I'm, I'm not, not a gambler, either. I'm not a gambler either. But no, if no, I'm gonna win them, I mean. Yeah. But if I have, to, if they, she sees the money out of the account. Yeah. Like anything over, like I think she would cry. Like yeah. she would literally break oh, yeah. down. Like it's I'm, not I'm, gambling if you know you're if gonna, you know win. gonna win. But, <laughs> she, but she don't know though. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. it's like I'm crazy. gonna let you know something. If Jay go the other way, I'm gonna look at him differently. All right, yeah. road to clear. Do you guys actually want to hear Jay's answer? Yes, yes. I do. Jay hundred percent said the first one. No, he did. Without he know he did hey, not. Watch this. Watch That's this. No, Jay's he did. Got the bag already. That's true. This is true. This is proof he has the bag. Let's get to the board. The footage. Well, all my bets would include filling out the bracket sheet and getting all 68 picks right so give me that one because again wow ah uh, there's no guarantee that that superstar would get us to a world series and i know what it's like to live without winning a world series wow. if i win all my march madness bets i'm buying an island somewhere so but do you see how far <laughs> he went so you island we ain't even thinking island, island. i'm thinking what clearing you, family dead no okay you talking about buying I'm, island I'm, I'm, pay, I'm thinking i'm paying off my house i'm, I'm, talking, talking about I'm still paying off sprint i'm still playing on peace sprint and t-mobile they like sir <laughs> You owe us fourteen hundred. You got out your Motorola You got out your plan early. I, I, I'm I paying off. <laughs> I'm paying off my student loan from thirty years ago that I still owe. How do I still owe twenty grand? <laughs> I'm fifty-one years old. I still owe twenty grand. 
and he's been playing every month. I've been paying you that for I thought that years. It never goes down. I thought they canceled student loans. Nah, they blocked it. They're supposed that. to, but the freaking Republicans, no offense. Uh, yeah. Next question. Next question. Money is involved in the next question as well. Steve, take it full. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson be the Browns quarterback for the next decade? Or free gas and groceries for an entire year. Listen, put the camera. Oh, this is easy. Listen, are you this is a serious question? <laughs> this is easy. I, listen, I love the Cleveland Browns, but if I ain't gotta pay for gas and groceries, that's that's a, that's a no brainer. I would have did it just for the groceries. <laughs> I got well, kids that eat, that got me going I mean, to the grocery I, store every two days. I'm not even gonna say how much I spent on groceries because it's an absurd amount. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, I'm thinking that's gonna that's gonna be like. I don't know, 20 grand total? That's nah, maybe not that much, but... But if Watson's the quarterback for a decade, it means he has to be really good. No, I don't. That's true. No, I don't. They're well, I'm keeping him for a decade. I'll be okay with Watson being quarterback they, for eight They years. keep him for at least five. Let, let Watson be quarterback for eight years. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you could probably offset that. You almost live, like... You could drive everywhere and just fill it up. You could eat everything That's and just true. get more. So what are you picking? That's true. You'd spend even more. I'd be buying lots of shrimp. Uh, so, so everybody's picking oh, gas to go. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So we asked Jay this question. Oh, well. my. Wait, Jay. This one, Jay said. This, Jay I looked at Earl after there. the question and said, this is the rich man answer. Okay, yeah. Take it, Steve. Give me Deshaun Watson for the next decade. That means he's good. We're not going to keep him around if he sucks. And gas and groceries for a year, you're basically asking me, would I pay that price to make sure we have a really good quarterback for 10 years? Every time I would, yeah. <laughs> I should walk off the set. <laughs> I should walk off the set, man. I... <laughs> By the way, if like if, if I got the free groceries and, and gas for a year on like the last couple of weeks, I'd be storing up gas. Oh yeah, I, I, I'd buy the whole super. I'd put it out of business. Bull would, bull, bull, bull would be roping up the gas station like the last day. Try. And by the way, I'm what going to Costco. This way, I can buy another. I can buy like a giant fridge from Costco yeah. or or uh, Walmart and buy a fridge, yeah. and then I'll put more food and, there. And, and, and then you could have them delivered to your house. Had, right. had that deep That's freezer right. that everybody needs. Adam the bull would have. A world supply of canned sardines in his closet I would. for hey, the apocalypse. It's the stinkiest Rocky River house of all time. If, them sardines bro, with some hot sauce back that in is, the day. That is a very good idea. I, yeah, they, this is easy. 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 Now talk to us in about five years. Yeah. We might be all making I a lot more money. Believe, then. We might, then we can pawn it off. Nah. Yeah. I wish Jay nah. was here. I, I wish Jay was here to defend himself on that one. Nope, yeah. I don't. It's Next funny. One. <laughs> <laughs> Next one was designed for G and Tyvis in mind. Okay. Would you rather have LeBron come back to Cleveland for one more title run with Bronny or a guaranteed number one pick for the chance to draft Victor Wembanyama? Oh, that's easy. I don't know nothing about no Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> you were trading for him yesterday. Hey, I you, was. Jay, you literally traded Mobley for him yesterday. I, but I'm just saying, if you got LeBron back, if you say give me LeBron back today, the Cavs is winning like three straight. I'm definitely taking the first one. This Web by Naya, whatever the hell his name is. Wimbignano, man. Y'all go it? put some respect. I don't on know his how to name. say Wimbignano. Wimbignano. His name is Wimbledon. Victor Wimbledon. If he like, hey, put it back up. It's exactly how it's spelled. I don't know. Victor Wimbignano. 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 I'm saying it right. Wimbignano. All you AAU guys, y'all better find a name for him. Wimbignano. By the way, how I can feel, you not say Wimbignano? I feel like this conversation reminds me. Did you ever see that movie Blended with Adam Sandler where he goes to Africa with the, 
with uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Drew Barrymore. They're like two family. Nobody's ever seen this. I only watched Air Up There. Is it? A, that sounds like some Netflix yeah. stuff. Air yeah. Up There is great. No, it came in the theater, but a lot of his movies are Netflix. Yeah. No, so I don't know that movie. Anyway, uh, I would definitely take LeBron. And his kid. I want the other kid too, Bryce. Let's go bring Bryce in here too. So, so can I give my answer? Yes. Titus, yes. please give me Victor. One of y'all to disagree. My answer is I would take LeBron. Yeah. Why? Because it actually comes with the championship. If you get Victor Wembanyama, as great as he is, as great as a prospect he is, it doesn't guarantee you a championship. Plus, I, politically, that's, that big, that's a J I, answer. He's probably gonna say the By same the way, thing. It might be one of the greatest starting lineups of all time. You got. You got Jared Allen, you got Mobley, LeBron, Donovan Mitchell, and Garland. And you, you got a, you got a bench Mitchell for Bronny, bro. And then you and got Bronny is a six man. And then you got Bronny, who's apparently better than a lot of the people. I got in the, Bronny in the, in the, and Bronny league pass. The apparently, he's better than everybody on league pass. He's so. the next coming of Gary Payton. That was overtime yesterday, Tyvis. Yeah, right. Yeah, we told him, man. Hey, you want to see Jay's answer? I thought you were saying his next coming to Gary Coleman. Uh, no, yeah, let's Gary, roll it. Wow. <laughs> Steve, take Jay's answer here. Gary Coleman. He's still alive, Gary Coleman. Because he's a no. proven commodity. Who is yeah. that digging in the bag? In yeah, the who's bag? digging in the bag? That's Earl. That's the office upstairs. Time oh. between two. That was four. Earl trying to take from uh, Jay's bag. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know he Jay got, got the bag. He's like, I know he got something to hear. His wallet is in here. No, <laughs> no, he has loose bills hanging out. Mm. No, we got uh, one more. The, yeah, yeah, that's definitely easy. Okay. Are you ready for the last one? We've been in agreement on all of these. I'm shocked. Honestly, I'm shocked. We were. Our bets are way off on this All one. right. Last Take the one. last one, Steve. Would you rather have Kevin Stefanski give up play calling duties or let your wife cut your hair? For the oh, the first life? one. It ain't even close. I don't, I don't want either. One. You got to pick. I'd rather have my wife cut my hair. She's cut my hair before. Yeah, see, you probably – see, he got the buzz cut down. There's no way – you, white people don't really know about black hair. What do you think Asians know about black hair? They don't know anything. One. None. They'd be like, yeah, I'm not letting my, let okay, my, I got the close up. I'm not letting my you wife see cut this? my hair. You see? No. <laughs> Would you let your wife cut your hair? No. Would you let her get your Never. Hair together? Never. Yeah. My wife claimed that she could lie. She was like, I can lie you. I'm like, no, no, no I love you. I'm good. Good. <laughs> no, your, your, your wrist ain't, ain't ready. <laughs> Hold it tighter. No, see. By the way, yeah. Now when you I use, do you use you use a razor or the or the clippers on your beard? He's uh, got a barber. I go to the barber to do it. Right. Oh, so Please. does she use razor or clippers? She uses both. Mm. She used the razor like um, to, line, to finish to, the, to, to do finish. the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uses the clippers to shave it to down. And, some of yeah, this off. Yeah. Some Man. of the bolt. Listen, I'm, what I'm gonna do is when y'all get y'all's when y'all get y'all's yeah. beards trimmed, save that hair because I'm gonna put it on my cheeks. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is because my joint is. Now that just, would be funny. Yeah, I my just wife. Be, I'll mix it up in a bag and put paste and then just sit here. When I go when I go bald, my wife could definitely shave my head though. There you go. There it is. All right, that was a fun game. Jay answered by the way. You just wanted, what do, oh, what yeah. do you think Jay said by the way? One. Jay said he Jay. he wants the fans he wants the fans to give him he wants to, yeah that's he so he's definitely going I thought that was the worst question of them all yeah I don't know what oh, it was number five for a reason if yeah. we had to cut one for time now let's play good. Jay's answer we got four minutes yeah. for Tyvis final take if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. (laughs) I would rather Stefanski give up play calling. (laughs) I mean, this is already messed up. It can't be any more messed up. So, yeah. Now I'm distracted by Earl in the back. I know, you can't, you can't help but look at it. It's like a raccoon back there stealing food. Like, <laughs> Whose bag is this? Is that Earl's, Earl's bag? Earl's bag. Okay. You'll Earl's never bag. miss this. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Well, that was fun. I think we could have a lot of fun with that game. Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do it again for sure. Oh, we, I like we that. We should do some that's like, like non-sports versus non-sports. Yeah, that was like oh, really funny. Bizarre oh, thing. Oh, we could great. get we could get very deep. I just wanted to start like for it off a million dollars. Would you rather yes. kill someone or live in a in a box for a year? You know what I mean? Or would, a, here's a great one. Would you would you would you rather um, would you work rather work on a garbage truck for a hundred thousand dollars a year? Or would you like would you like to sit in a dark room where you got to go eight hours a day and sleep in a dark room for how long? Eight hours, every for, day. For hundred, same hundred thousand. Yes, every day. Would you rather work on a garbage truck or sit? I'd rather work on a garbage. I'd truck be a garbage guy. Yes. Yeah, or sure. sit in a room for eight hours a day. In with dark. pitch dark. Oh, give me that one. So you sit in a. You're gonna sit in the pit with no phone. No, no, no phone. Nothing. No, no. Sleep an option. No. No, you gotta stay up. Yeah, stay up. Yeah, my, I I said, my this mind. is funny because they asked me this on the, I said this on the radio and I don't know yeah. if I should have but uh, they were saying could you since Aaron Rodgers did the darkness thing yes, yeah. they were saying could you do that for for a million dollars for I don't they didn't put like a time limit on it and I said oh they said how long could you go oh. for a million dollars and I said well, my sister was in jail and she was in the hole for a week, so she could do that. Then I know I can. I'm good for at least a week. So did yeah. she at least have like a little window, or no? They where they slip cold. your meal in. Yeah. That's about it. I asked my. I asked them like, how do you survive in there? Yeah. Like, how do you know what time it is? And yeah. they say you you think about when the meals come. So yeah. obviously the meals come every day, Oof. twelve, five. So if they slide a meal in, you know it's. I don't think I, anybody I, should ever I, be in isolation. I'd, I'd have to do. I like I've worked in the garbage truck That's for like inhumane. three months. But I would literally have to. I'd probably have to take the garbage truck over the eight hours, yeah. just sitting in a dark room. All right, Times. Did you have a quick final take? We have like sixty seconds. Or and no? by four, four times final take. One last reminder: that's Holly nope. Gracie, <laughs> twelve o'clock hour. Holly Gracie, NASCAR's official Northeast Ohio team. All right, coming Tyvis. up. Coming up. Hey, Tyvis said no, or he could do it. Right, come on, I do, I do it quick. Come on, real quick. I make it real go ahead, quick. Go to him. There we go. We don't roll the thing no, no more. We no, we only have 60 seconds. Let's go. My final take is this. I was one of those guys that's always been about, you need to work, 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 no break. And it wasn't until I just took this last break recently with my wife for the seven days. Obviously, y'all know I went on the cruise. I realized the importance of taking that break is I was able to hit that reset button. You know, when you got two kids at home, you know, things is always on the go for me. There's always opportunities happening, and I never take the time out to really just sit back and appreciate life and appreciate my wife. So it was great for my marriage to finally just spend some one-on-one time with no kids and just focus on my wife. And I seen her just smile, and it made me happy. So 
it's good for your marriage. It's the end of the day, though. The message is to take breaks, especially when you got kids. Take one-on-one -on -one time with your wife or your significant other and, and really embrace each other because you don't want to be that couple that's only together for the kids. You never know when that time's going to run out. Great advice from Tybus. We'll see you in overtime. Talk about the other big NFL moves next. Yeah. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.